Welcome to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. This is where you're going to discover how to bring awakening into the body and into everyday life through powerful tantric teachings. Get ready to release, open and step into your true power. My journey with loving men has been a difficult one because I had this very paradoxical message growing up. I had a mum who was, to put it mildly, a bit of a crazy bitch. And then this father who I absolutely idolised and worshipped and who always held a beautiful safe container for me to be my whole self and share everything with him. You know, he, um, if you can imagine kind of Christ or Buddha incarnate, that's my dad, Tara's met him, she'll, <laughs> she'll agree to that. I think like in 43 years I've seen my dad or heard my dad raise his voice maybe two or three times. And he also doesn't let people walk all over him. He's assertive when he needs to be. He's Sicilian, so he's still got that energy. So it's not like he's a walkover. But he has a very beautiful, quiet strength and a huge heart. So on the one hand, I had this message implicit through my connection with him that men are amazing, men are beautiful, I honour and worship them. And then I had this other message from my mum who was continually just finding what was wrong with him and who had so much turmoil in her body that she didn't know what to do with that she was constantly berating him and putting him down. So that, that was quite confusing. You know, I didn't realise it was confusing. At the time, I just thought, why is my mum so mean to my dad? He's so beautiful. But, you know, our personality is set in the first seven years of life, and children learn primarily through imitation. So no matter how conscious you are, no matter how much your conscious mind is loving a man or wants to love a man, if your early imprinting was that men are bastards, that needs to be worked with, and, and it's a hard one. So who had the message growing up either overtly or covertly, that men can't be trusted or men are bastards. That, that's most of the women in the room, right? And, and that's what's the cause of a lot of the contraction that we experience and want to expand beyond when we're within relationship and we're like, why, can't, why, why am I being such a bitch? <laughs> Who's had that? Like you just you do something and then you're like, why did I just say that? Why did I do that? So so the first the first call to power is to really get real with the part of you that may have some beliefs around men that aren't so positive. Right? And you know what I experienced with this was this split in my personality. And the men I was with experienced it too. They would have this fully loving, devotional, trusting woman who was bowing before him. And then this like shadow dark goddess, because there's also my dark goddess that celebrates and is beautiful, but the shadow dark goddess who would be like, if they breathed the wrong way, I would be like... <laughs> Right? And I've worked a lot with it, but as Aaron knows, she can still raise her head. Right? 
<laughs> and and the men I was with were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like they'd be completely in love with me, and you know, I've I've been proposed to six times, and men fall really hard for me because. I am so loving and devotional and I have a unique capacity to surrender to men because of my relationship with my dad. But then <laughs> they usually propose in like the first six months and then they meet the other one. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, she's interesting. <laughs> so, and, and you know, that aspect of my being, I used to really judge and try to repress and... I used to write notes to myself, right? I used to have sticky notes in my bathroom, in my journal, and it would be like, when you're upset, just take a deep breath and leave the room. Go, go and work with it yourself. You can't be trusted to communicate in those moments, right? <laughs> and I would, I would really try hard. I would, you know, increase my meditation, focus on my heart more. I am a loving, divine woman. Do all of my affirmations. And in those moments when my body was activated and triggered and or I was sick or, you know, under an influence that took me more deeply into my unconscious, forget about it. She would come out roaring. And actually the healing of her happened when I could be completely lovingly present to her and actually stop trying to shove her down stop resisting her and meet her in the eyes and find out what she actually needed and, and get to know her. And instead of keeping her trapped or pushing her down or denying her with a nice girl mask who wants to say all the right things and be a very good girl and listen to what she's read and heard on podcasts, so that she can be a good woman and capture the man of her dreams and keep him. We're going to say how we really feel, right? Underneath all of that. And of course, part of how we really feel is I love you. And part of the feminine is all of that. But is she just sugar and spice and all things nice? Of course not. And do men just want her? Of course not, right? But do they want her and then the shadow version of her that comes out only like once a fortnight or once a month or once a quarter who's a fucking psychotic crazy bitch? No, right? So who's experienced like being able to hold the good girl mask for so long and then the beast erupts, right? Try and hold her back when she's in action. <laughs> so, so one of the things that definitely transmutes that energy is meeting her, feeling her, and finding your dark queen because she's powerful, right? The other thing that heals it is the medicine of love. It wasn't until my own inner union really solidified that I was able to attract a man who still loves me never goes anywhere, never punishes me, never even walks out of the room in an argument, no matter what face of the feminine I'm revealing to him. And that's because I stopped abandoning myself, no matter what face of the feminine 
I was revealing. And I'll put, I'll put a side note on this. Some women, they misinterpret the teaching around, you know, vulnerability and revealing all aspects of yourself or allowing Kali to be expressed as being a complete, emasculating, attacking, vindictive, manipulative woman. That's not what I'm talking about here. I mean, sometimes that energy may run a little bit, but it's about really being aware of your energy and how you're holding it. Because the reason that that part starts to express is because there's so much armor around the deeper vulnerability of anger when it's not projecting, when it's actually teaching, when it's giving a man boundaries, when it's showing a man his shadows, right? In a, in a way that speaks truth, not in a way that's blaming and shaming. And when we're exploring different communication practices, the key to healthy communication is actually less in what we say and more in the intention behind the words and the posture that we're holding. And actually, I might be saying a million words to Aaron or I could just look him in the eyes and let him really see me. And if my dark goddess is up, maybe all I'll need to say is enough. I'm not having this conversation anymore. And that's going to speak a lot more volumes than you're doing this, you're doing that, right? Or maybe it's just looking into his eyes with such gratitude. And instead of telling him about all of the men I've been with and what I've experienced with them and how he's different or telling him big, long stories, I just look him in the eyes and say, I trust you. I feel safe with you. And when a man can feel us, that's when we start to initiate him. More than when he can understand all of the processes that are going on and all of the thinking. Who in relationship shares everything? Like, I went on this process and I discovered this and this and this and I went to this healer and I discovered this, this and this and this and I was having this feelings about this person and in this relation this happened and da-da-da-da. Who, who does that? Right. Because it's in, it's in the silence between the, mus the, the music that creates what's most evocative, right? You know, if you, if you had a song and the whole time the melody and the lyrics were just on, 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 and there were no gaps, it would be very overstimulating, right? But it's those gaps between the notes, between the music that creates the resonance that opens, opens up enough space for you to feel resonance. Does that make sense? Take some time to reflect on time that you spend with your beloved, if you have one, or your ex-partners or a potential partner. 
How often are you bubbling in the moment and expressing the beauty around you and what you're feeling right now and wrapping your arms around him and giving him gratitude, touching him, loving him, sharing your in-the-moment passion with him, grabbing his body, grabbing his cock, looking into his eyes, kissing him, holding his hand, having silent moments, crawling into his arms, noticing the beauty around you, allowing the champagne bubbles of the feminine to burst from your being and bless him with a drunkenness that needs no alcohol? And how often are you in the mind sharing with him all of your stories, some of which you're just telling to give him a message in the hopes that he might change or not be like that story? How many times are you sharing processes that you've had in the hopes that you'll be validated and acknowledged for being a spiritual woman who's doing her work? How many times are you just in the mind because you've forgotten how to feel? How many moments are you caught up in discussions that have nothing to do with this present moment opportunity to love each other more deeply, to appreciate life? more effervescently. One of the energies I'm describing is a champagne bottle popping open and all those bubbles are being released. Sometimes the bubbles are sexy and playful and rapturous and excited and full of gratitude. Sometimes the bubbles are furious and angry. He's not hearing about what's behind the anger or the excitement, he's feeling it fully and learning from the transmission of this wild, alive feminine who's fucking untamable. And then on the other side, we have like a laptop who's storing data and retelling data and working everything out. One of the files is, what's missing in this relationship? Another file is, what do I need to secure in this relationship for my future to be guaranteed. Another file is, how is he showing me that I can't trust him? Another file is, how can I prove myself, validate myself, and show this man that I am perfect? And check out whatever other files are in there. And behind all of these files is the file of your mother and father's relationship that you're repeating in some way. And all of these other files are just files that you're accumulating because you're in denial of that original file. On the champagne side, the reason we've got to champagne is because we've become our mother, we've become our father, we've let their energies vibrate so much through our body that we're no longer in denial that we are our mother, we are our father, but we've also gone beyond that duality and that constraint of our conditioning into the space of, and I'm my unique soul, and who is that? And every single one of you is a woman of power and wisdom who's beyond your genetics and your conditioning, who in this moment has champagne bottles, bubbles that are just waiting, waiting to flow into a man's heart and wake him up 
to the beautiful, powerful wisdom and effervescent spirit of the dark and light feminine who takes him into her arms and reminds him, this is why we're here, to experience the aliveness of love vibrating through every cell. You don't need to work out how to get any man to change. You just need to embody the aliveness of Shakti enough that he's inspired to. That actually he has no other choice and he knows it if he's going to stay with you. Because the vibrational resonance of champagne bubbles eventually bubbles off to where the vibration is resonating like tuning forks and we come back to the song. If you're not singing your song, how are you supposed to find the one who's listening? Who can deeply listen to your song? Who when you meet him is like a tuning fork to your song and you're vibrating and resonating together and radiating a love that the world is ready for that's going to inspire inspire the planet that's going to be a healthy example for our children that's going to finally set a new standard so that as adults they're not dealing with the imprinting we're dealing with they have imprinting of champagne bubbles of the singer and the listener of in the moment beauty and fullness and richness and what if you knew that when you could just be fully yourself and there's champagne bubbles and bubbling in whatever you're experiencing, that actually you don't need to change. You get to just be yourself. And all the change that you've longed for actually happens through being yourself. Imagine that. The feminine path of embodied awakening is to grow every day in our capacity to be fully alive in our experience and sensation. That's the practice. That's Tantra. Can I choose every day in every moment to be in a meditative state, not that excludes life, not that's ascetic, not that puts me in a pretzel position for hours and hours where I have to sit in stillness, although that has its benefits. But where we end up, where we end up, is that life is a meditation and every bit of communication, every time we make love, every time our heart tingles with the delight of something new, we call ourselves to the power of the feminine practice, which is how can I use this opportunity right now to grow in my capacity to be with my sensation and experience and be there fully through my breath, my sound, my movement and breath, 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 breathing life into this planet that for too long has lived in an outdated masculine mode that has led to the wars on this planet, the repression of this planet, the logical fucking bullshit that has no logic that governs this planet Let's feel everything fully. Let's proudly look at men holding cocks and not shame them for their sexuality. 
Let's bust through the religions that say that that is bad so that instead of them holding guns in the name of God, they are holding their cocks proudly and penetrating the world with their power and their presence. Thanks for listening to the Love, Sex and Freedom podcast. For more great free resources, in-person and online workshops and our retreats, Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Embodied Awakening Academy or visit embodiedawakeningacademy.com. See you next time.